Well, welcome back to 94 Feet Beyond, the sports segment, ladies and gentlemen of the day. You know, we heard from uh, the fireman and ER nurse earlier today, so be sure to uh, listen to the first segment of the podcast with uh, Uncle Mark in there talking about his experiences with um, nursing and his uh, fire career up to this point. It was pretty interesting to hear um, earlier, Joe. Now we're going to start talking about the NFL, Joe. Um, you know, big week here in week two, and, uh, you know, we've got plenty to look forward to coming up week three. Uh, Unless you're a fantasy manager Well, with all the injuries. Yeah, I think all three of my wide receivers are questionable, so um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, here in week two, uh, we'll start with my squad, the Patriots, Joe, um, on Sunday night. They looked, um, you know, pretty good against uh, a, a very good, I would say, um, Seattle Seahawks team that's, uh, you know, deep playoff run bound and... Um, you know, really, they sh- I thought they should have won the game if they would have had uh, Cam Newton under center and just ran the old uh, QB sneak play. QB but sneak. they decided to run it from the gun, and he got upended at the one-yard line, and that was that, um, you know. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with their performance overall. Um these guys look like they're, uh, you know, well coached, as we know, and uh, they're making something out of nothing. And, um, you know, Julian Edelman um, had a really good game. He's going to be the number one target for uh, Cam Newton this year. Um, then, you know, we have Damari Bird. He had, uh, you know, about five receptions for um, close to 100 yards. Um, he looked pretty decent. Um, you know, they didn't have James White. Um, I believe his, his mother was, um, in the hospital and his dad were in a bad car accident. I think the dad passed away. I'm not too sure. Yeah, one, I, one think of them was, was uh, I think he might have died on the scene. And, yeah. Uh, I think the, the mom was in critical condition, but, uh, you know, that he's a, he's a big part of that Patriot offense and, uh, We'll we'll have to see how they do, um, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, Sony Michelle, um, he he looked pretty decent out there. Um, um, the defense is really coming around, led by Stephon Gilmore. He got burned a couple times by DK Metcalf, but uh, that's a good talent right there. You know, he's that's a you know <laughs> that's a mismatch. That's a that's a good fantasy wide receiver, and uh, you know we'll. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll keep watching these guys and, uh, you know, see how they do going forward. But I, I expect a huge win against the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Um, these guys are going to be pissed off, Joe, um, after a loss that they really should have won. Um, I expect, you know, I saw something today that Bill Belichick hasn't showered or slept since the loss. Yeah, I saw he looked um, a little rough uh, in yeah, his press conference. So uh, he's he's pissed off, Joe, and uh, these Patriots are going to roar back against Gruden's Raiders and just demolish them this week, Joe. Your thoughts on that? I don't think they'll demolish the Raiders. I think it'll still be a tight game. I'm still not a buyer in uh, 
Bill Belichick's defense. But again, it's only because they have so many injuries. But I will kind of, I guess, go back on my hot take earlier in the season that the Patriots wouldn't make the playoffs. I didn't think Cam Newton was going to be this good. I guess being, you know, being hurt. Mm-hmm. He looks like the cam of his rookie campaign, just spreading the ball over, using his legs, mm-hmm. being confident. Uh, Josh McDaniels has honestly done a really good job with Cam Newton. Um, I blame the loss on the defense, really. Cam Newton and the Patriots offense, I mean, they put up more than enough points to win any ball game. And as a defense, you can't be letting up more than 21 points in the NFL. You're you're just simply going to lose. That's yeah. just a that's just a fact. Uh, you can't ask more from Cam Newton throwing for four hundred plus yards. Um, I mm-hmm. think that the call at the one yard line that was a bad call. Yeah, yeah. The, that same play worked earlier in the game, but they were ready they were they were it. ready for it. You know, yeah. maybe you know, like Stephen A. Smith and everybody said, you know, maybe throw some trickery in there, some play action, and hit somebody in the flat, or you know, like Michael Vick said, have him race to the pylon and. If they chase you down and they get you, then, hey, tip your hat to the defense for doing it. But Cam definitely has the speed to beat somebody to the outside. But I think they beat the Raiders, but I don't think they demolished them only because of the de- uh, the defense. Mm-hmm. I I think they probably win by six at most. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders down there in yeah. Las Vegas, especially with Waller came, coming out of nowhere. Yeah, Waller looked really good um, the other day. And uh... – you know, they beat a very good Saints team, and uh, I'd like to talk about the Saints a little bit, Joe. Um, you know, we're trying to make our way through the NFL here on the show um, and talk about kind of each team and their outlook for the season um, every week. You know, we, we're going to talk about the Patriots and the Cowboys pretty much every week. Uh, we talked about the Texans last week. Um, yeah, we talked about the Chiefs a little bit, but this week I want to talk about those Saints, Joe, and, um, you know, the big loss for them on uh, Monday night against the, those those Raiders when, you know, I, I wouldn't have bet against, uh, you know, the Saints to lose that one. And, uh, you know, they looked very bad, Joe, um, especially in the second half. Yeah, I had, I had the Saints winning on a little Fox – Sports bet thing. I had the Saints winning honestly by seventeen to twenty. I I thought they were just going to dismantle the Raiders. I don't know if this is a bad Saints team or if this is just a really good underrated Raiders team. Uh, Drew Brees. I mean, he you can see you know he's looking a little old at forty one years of age. Mm-hmm. But it could also be the loss of Michael Thomas. I don't think Brees threw a pass more than five yards. I want to say his yards per attempt were close to like five to six. Yeah. Uh, the Saints defense, you know, having all those studs, I mean, they really took a step back this year so far in two weeks. Maybe it's the OTAs, you know, like you were saying. But I think if the Saints don't have it figured out by week four, maybe week five, I don't think they have a chance in the division, especially with the Falcons. Mm-mm. And we'll get to them in a little bit. Yeah, I think these Saints, Joe, uh, you know, like you said, they're hurting at wide receiver. Their, you know, leading receiver was like Traquan Smith. No, he wasn't very Joe. good. I had him on the bench. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Emmanuel Sanders didn't get a whole lot of targets, Joe. Um, Kamara did pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think these Saints are in trouble, Joe. 
Um, like you said, with an aging Drew Brees, he's not getting any younger. Um, I think we've seen this um, this this show a time or two, you know, where these guys make a deep playoff run and, yeah. you know. For like the past three years or yeah, so. Yeah, they've made these deep playoff runs and lost to, a you know, a huge uh, pass to Stefan Diggs. They lost on the Roby Coleman missed call. Uh-huh. Um, they lost last year to somebody I can't remember. A lot of controversy around this team, honestly. Yeah. As far as officiating and just yeah, they're, luck. they're always you know in the news because some call didn't go their way, and, yeah. uh, and it's always justifiable too. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean we'll, we'll see what happens with them, but I, I'm not confident in them, especially like you said in that that division where ultimately um, the the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers are probably going to be better than them, Joe. Yeah, I didn't have um, the Buccaneers. You know, just because, um, you know, they, they beat them in week one doesn't mean that they're the better team. Um, I think that they go down to Tampa Bay and just get wrecked on, Joe. Well, let me ask you this. Is the NFC East worse or the NFC South? Really two bad divisions if you think about it. The Cowboys loaded with talent should be the best. Tampa Bay loaded with talent should be the best, but they're not playing yeah. up to their standards. What do you think's worse? Well, you know, in that South Division, you've got um, your Falcons, Joe, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Falcons, Joe, and uh, you've got yeah. the Saints, and then Teddy Bridgewater's Panthers that suck. Yeah, and uh, uh, CMC's hurt, so that doesn't help them. You know, they're gonna suck, Joe. They're gonna lose until he comes back. So, and then, you know, in your division with the Cowboys, Joe, the, you know, you've got the Washington football team, Joe, they don't even have a mascot. They're so bad, Joe. And, uh, you know, you have the Giants, they suck, Joe, and uh, the Eagles suck. And um, the Cowboys pretty much suck. Yeah, I agree. So I think the NFC East is the worst division um, in comparison to the NFC South, Joe. Your thoughts on that? You know, I'm going to have to agree. I I think the NFC six to seven games wins the division. I don't. Yeah. The the Falcons have all the firepower in the world. The Falcons are going to get their wins, probably an 8-8 eight and eight team. Yeah. The Saints, uh, I guess it kind of just depends on if Emmanuel Sanders is going to step up, depending on how many weeks Michael Thomas is out. Will they bring back Des Bryant, Joe? I mean, well, maybe the Saints bring back Des Bryant. That's what I mean. Like, will the Saints go back out and get the double X, you know? You never know. And then mm-hmm. you got Tampa Bay, as good as they are, just very inconsistent, especially Gronkowski as of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Just looking a little slow, maybe maybe washed up. I don't um, know. My thoughts on um, Gronkowski, Joe, or, you know, he's kind of a decoy, okay. um, if nothing else. Um, you know, he's going to get some big plays here and there. But uh, I think O.J. Howard is going to be the guy for them. And he's the man. He's, uh, you know... Look to him to be the tight end in uh, 
Tampa Bay for years to come, and especially this year, um, you know, down in the red zone, um, big OJ running flag routes and crossing routes. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to be Brady's number one target, especially with uh, Mike Evans not finishing routes and uh, Chris Godwin um, injured for now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, Joe. But, um, you know, g- moving over to your Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, Joe. These Cowboys, man, they suck, Joe. These Cowboys came in the season. They talking about winning the Super Bowl, and you know they're hyping them up. They got C D T D Lamb, Joe. You know they've got Amari Cooper. Would you like me to continue? Um, these guys are loaded, Joe. Michael Gallup. I mean, and they were down what twenty to zero to these Falcons, to Joe. Um, you know, luckily they came back. I think that's another uh, statement. But, uh, you know, they are one and one um, at this moment, Joe. What are your thoughts on your struggling boys? Well, the Cowboys are exactly who everybody thought they were. That's just the plain <laughs> truth. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I I don't know. I'm kind of second-guessing that higher just with all the boneheaded coaching mistakes. Uh, Dak Prescott, I'm still not a believer. Uh, you know, people might bash me right now. I still think that those 450 yards are empty calorie stats. You know, at that point, that's pretty much garbage time. Mm-hmm. With five minutes, you can't, the Falcons can't blow a lead with five, with under five minutes holding a 15 point lead. That's just like near impossible. It should be near impossible. Yeah. Uh, you have Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. use him to hammer away at the time and just, Pin the Cowboys into submission. You have six Falcons surrounded, <laughs> surrounding an onside kick. Yeah, not jumping on the it. Dumbest just, play. And I think you have to agree with Stephen A. Smith. The Falcons just might be the dumbest team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean to go out there and be up twenty to zero against a bad Dallas. Team. Yeah, against these Cowboys of yours, Joe. And uh, to blow it on an onside kick that they were right there, at, you know, past 10 yards, they could have fell on it, Joe, easily. Even before the 10 yards, they could have just... You know, they, they had it right there for the taking, but they did not execute, Joe. No. And that's, you know, poor coaching and um, dumb players, Joe, on that Falcons team. So, you know, it's going to be a battle for the bottom of the NFC South, Joe between the Falcons and your Panthers. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what team's worse. I mean, it's really bad. It, I mean, the Cowboys, good lord, I don't even I don't even know if I'm confident in them winning the division at this point as bad as everybody else is. Well, I I would, I would I I think they'll be, win the division, but they'll be 7 and 9. Joe. And that's my prediction, 7 and 9. And our buddy Patrick Reinhardt out there, I'm mm-hmm. sure he's listening. Yeah, Reinhardt, okay. <laughs> they're, Reinhardt. Se- they're going they're going seven and nine. Dak isn't gonna get his payday. No, he and doesn't deserve it. He, I okay, NFC player of the week, okay, wow. Oh. But can he do it against an actual winning team? No. We've seen we've seen this story before, Joe. 
you know, last year when they started out, like, what was it? Like, like 3 0 yeah. against a shitty Miami team. The Giants. And the Jets, I think the, it was. No, they lost to the Jets. Uh, oh, yeah. They even was, lost to the Jets, Joe. I don't know. There was someone else that wasn't he, that good. He just can't get it done against teams that are above 500. No. It, I just think it's time for them to move on. Yeah, let him go. Let him walk. I mean, the dude's. Call, great. The, call the bluff. The dude's greedy. I mean, they offered him a, a, a contract, deal. yeah, in upwards of thirty-five million a year, and he turned it down because he wanted forty million. I mean, the guy's a jackass. I mean, seriously. I mean, sorry, but and what backs that point, and I'll agree with you, is the whole Carson Wentz situation. Would he get paid about one ten? Oh he, yeah, he's he's, he's got awful. I mean, he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's. One of the worst right now. Exactly. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Where do you go? As a fan, you know, what do you believe? Do you even believe in the coaching staff? Has anything really changed? You know, what well, yeah. was Jason Garrett the reason why they were so bad, or was it just? I think it's a combination of the players and. and is uh, it the ownership? You know. Yeah. Maybe own, the GM? ownership is terrible. Jerry Jones needs to retire and get the hell out of that facility joe because until he leaves these guys are going to keep losing i agree and i'm sure my dad will agree he's ruined this damn team that could have competed for super bowl championships in the last few years i mean these guys have had talent to win i mean really i'm just trying to see the super bowl before i die I don't well, know if that's gonna happen. Hopefully you'll out hopefully you'll outlive Jerry Jones and uh but will his son do just as bad is yeah, the question. But uh um you know any um any other uh stuff you'd like to talk about regarding the uh, NFL Joe before we move on to the NBA playoffs. Well, I guess just for all the fantasy owners, just say a prayer. With all these yeah, injuries, there's, it's, been, there's it's, been a lot. These next three to five weeks, maybe six weeks, it's really going to be okay. Who has the better backups in the, at this point? Yeah, who's going to make the best waiver pickups or be you know on top of the waiver wire to get people? Don't get trade happy either. Um, you know, we've had a bunch of trades in our league today. Yeah, I, if that's what I would caution, you know, be very careful who you trade and who you're trading to. Yeah. Just because, hey, you're only two weeks in. It's a 17-week league. Mm-hmm. Things can turn around and flip. I mean, you just never know. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, Joe. But, uh, you know, tough time for fantasy owners right now. Saquon Barkley and many others out for the season. Yeah. Um, already here in week two, there's just a bunch of injuries. And, you know, is that another thing? Um, you know, regarding the OTAs and the uh, missed preseason and, you know, less conditioning and less weightlifting, um, you know, that, that remains to be seen, Joe, but there's there sure has been a lot of injuries this year. Yeah. Um, here we are, you know, just in week three. Uh, moving on, Joe, to the NBA. Um, you know, we've got we've got two pretty good series shaping up here. We do. Um, you know, the Lakers were up 2-0 to zero and the Heat were up 2-0. to zero. Uh, Miami's uh, still in the lead at 2-1. to one. Um, You know, are the Heat in trouble if they lose this matchup tonight here in Game 5? Um, 
is the real question. You know, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown really came into their own last game. And then, you know, of course they had um, Gordon Hayward come back. And, you know, even if he only had six points, he was a decoy um, for the defense and opened up some more things for, uh, you know, those two stars to get, well, really even uh, Kimball Walker played well, um, really the last two games. So um, your thoughts on um, a Heat loss tonight and what that would mean for them? I don't – I think they'll be in trouble, but not like trouble, trouble. I don't don't think they'll lose the series. If they lose tonight's game, it's going seven instead of my predicted six. Mm -hmm. I I don't think with as much experience as they have, I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to blow this. I don't – there's no way. I don't – just the attitude he brings for the Heat, it's, you know, he's going to get on everybody's ass, mm-hmm. you know, really buckle everybody down. Dragic coming back, you know, it's really going to help, you know. The three-point mm-hmm. shooting has to be there. That's really the Heat's signature, you know, mm-hmm. relying on, you know, are these guys, are these role players going to knock down their shots? You know, they don't need to go off for no 20 points. Mm-hmm. They need those eight to 12 points and they'll be fine. Yeah. These guys, um, you know, they had a a good break here. I think they played last on Saturday. Um, So they've had, you know, three or four days off to regroup and uh, figure things out. Um, You know, that was their first look at Gordon Hayward on the floor. Um, You know, they were told, um, you know, just before the game that Hayward was going to be active that night. Um, so that's a huge game changer for Boston if, if Hayward's on the floor, you know. Um, he's a former All-Star. He's averaging upwards of 20 points for those guys um, during the regular season. So, uh, you know, if you get him going Tatum, Brown, and Smart, you're probably in trouble, and especially if uh, Kimball Walker gets going. Um, but I think, you know, Dragic had a bad game. Um you know, Jimmy Butler wasn't aggressive early and he wasn't really playing very well down the stretch. Um, the role player guys weren't hitting the threes, like you said, and uh, they weren't working the ball inside out to Bam Adebayo. So these guys need to get back to the basics, get to the rim, um, and move the ball around. And uh, hopefully they can end up on top. If they go up three to one, it's basically a, you know, an a, they're basically going to win the series if they go up 3-1 tonight. Hopefully. We've seen what's happened with the Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets are the <laughs> one team that's, you know, consistently been able to come down from 3-1. to one. Um, You know, talking about that series, Joe, the Lakers are up 2-1 to one and lost by like 20 points last night to these Nuggets, and the Nuggets really just had their way with them um, last night, Joe. Yeah, I read uh, a, I read a stat uh, – between Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and JaVale McGee, they only had a total of four rebounds. Oh, wow. That's really – if the Nuggets are going to be doing that, out-rebounding those three guys combined, they're going to win the series. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. Um, you know, they have, to, they have to get back to where they were when they were playing Dwight Howard on defense against the Jokic. Uh, you know, they can't let the Joker get, get going. Um, they really can't let Jamal Murray get going like he was last night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
make them beat you with Michael Porter. Yeah, you, you know you, you gotta to. you gotta see if the role players will score enough against <clears throat> you. You gotta shut those two guys down, and then you're in a pretty good situation. Yep. Um, so you know you gotta you gotta close out on them, and then see if Gary Harris and Tory Craig and Michael Porter and uh, Jeremy Grant can consistently hit um, shots for these guys. Really, I mean that should be the game plan. I'm sure it is. You know, if they beat you in a you know, seven game series with their role players. Hey, you know, tip their hats to them. Oh, yeah. They were just hitting, but you can't let the Joker and Murray, you know, pin you into submission like they did yesterday. They just had their way. I mean, yeah, you can stop Jokic from scoring, but are you going to defend against his passing and his rebounding ability? And that's really where he excels, if anything. Yeah, I mean they're they'll be in trouble, especially if they lose the next two like two games in a row um, for the Lakers. Uh, you know, it's really in a series like this. Um, you know, um, what's what's LeBron and AD going to do versus what's Joker and uh, Murray going to do? Those those you know four guys pretty much cancel themselves out. So who's left over the role players? Who you know? out of the role players, which team's role players are going to be better and step up and hit the shots um, when these guys are getting double and triple teamed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I think the role players for the Nuggets are better personally. Um, of course, for the Lakers, you have Danny Green, um, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, um, and then Kyle Kuzma. Um, are the main ones. And then, of course, your boy, mm-hmm. uh, Caruso. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who are those guys going to be enough to beat Tory Craig, Gary Harris, and Jeremy Grant? Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see on that. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to go seven both series. And um, I think Lakers and Heat ultimately pre- prevail. And we see a, a Miami and Los Angeles final. I think it's going to be uh, Nuggets and Miami, honestly. I don't know. I I just think if it goes seven, I think the Nuggets just have too much momentum. They've been they've done they've, it twice. They've now. been battle tested, if you think about it. Really, yeah. the Lakers haven't. They kind of just had their way with everybody. Yeah. I mean, the, I, this is LeBron's series to lose at this point. I don't, you know, I don't want to put the pressure on him. But really, this who's, who's going to stop the guy? This is it for LeBron James, ladies and gentlemen. If they don't, if they don't win the finals this year, he won't win another ring. Because no, guess what? Not. Next year, um, Golden State comes back into the Kevin picture, Durant. and uh, Kevin Durant and the uh, the the Nets are going to be good. You know, the Bucks will be back in it next year. Um, you know, and then of mm-hmm. course the Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. Will they move on from playoff P? You know, I they, they, they might they might trade playoff P. You know, mm-hmm. um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But I agree though, they're not these Lakers aren't going to be the number one team in the West next no. year. They're not definitely not. Um, It'll be the Warriors again. The Warriors are going to be back in power. They're going to have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Wiseman. Yeah, I mean it's a loaded um, team. You know, they're maybe playoff Pete goes over there and revives his career. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they might trade playoff P and uh, for Clay Thompson or something. You know, they there might be a huge blockbuster trade between the the Warriors and the Clippers. Um, just something to be on the lookout for. You know, that's a hot take. We don't know, but um, I think you know there's got to be some changes uh, for the Clippers and playoff P is just not the answer for them. I don't know, but then again, I don't know if playoff P moves. What if that, you know, pisses off Kawhi and he pulls another Spurs, San Antonio Spurs move where him and Uncle Dennis are there complaining? You know, does he leave because he's unhappy? Uh, He might, you know. (laughs) We've seen it before. We've seen it twice now. You know, he wins a championship. Or what was it? He won at least one with y'all and then one with Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know. Why? Why would you leave Toronto if you won? You know, is what that was a step team. That was a championship team. And those guys were one game away from getting back to the East Finals against a very good Celtics team Uh um, this year. So I mean, that I think that's where he screwed up was leaving Toronto. And even if he would have just signed a one-year deal with Toronto, I think it would have made all the difference for him. Oh, they would have repeated. I think. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if if he stays in Toronto, um, you know, I, I think they probably win it again because guess what? They're probably good enough to beat the Lakers, you know? Mm-hmm. You got Van Vliet. Yeah, Van Vliet uh, really took a big step this year. Yeah, I mean, he's great. Um, Siakam got better. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Lowry's always been good. He's really stepped up, Kyle Lowry, in the yeah, big moments. He's a playoff dog, man. He like, he's one of those that doesn't he doesn't take no for an answer, and he'll win ball games for you on mm-hmm. sheer will. Um, so you know, make sure to pay attention to these Raptors in the coming years. Um, of course, if they don't get another big piece, they probably don't win anything. But you know. There might be an Indiana Pacer team where they just threaten the best team and yeah, they may or may not knock them out. Yeah, look for them to be, you know, hovering around the East Finals every year because they're that good. And very well coached. Yeah, you know, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a hell of a coach. We didn't know that. But, uh, you know, especially, you know, the first year they had Kawhi. So they're like, okay, well, he's just, you know, able to coach Kawhi. But this year we saw he had a bunch of role players and they made it within one game of the East Finals. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be good. The Celtics are young. They're going to be around. Um, this Heat team is very young. Um, they're going to be around. There's been some huge rumors regarding Miami um, here this year, um, especially in the postseason. Um, you know, Giannis might be coming down to South Beach. Um, within the next couple of years, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. You know, head coach Eric Sprolstra and uh, these guys—they they obviously aren't finished this year. Um, you know, they need to win tonight. I think I don't—I really don't want it to be a two-to-two series. I'd much rather it be three-to-one tonight. Um, so we'll we'll see how they do. But uh, you know, it's it's a big game tonight. Um, hope for the best for them, Joe. Um, you know, you're our MLB insider. 
um, analyst here at 94 feet and beyond. Um, tell us a little bit about the major leagues and big league chew, Joe. Um, just, just give us a little insight here into, uh, you know, major league baseball in October is, you know, vastly approaching us. Yeah. And one more week left for the regular season. And there's still some teams trying to lock up their playoff spots. Uh, Here's the 2020 playoff picture if it ended today. So in the American League, you would have Tampa Bay and the Blue Jays facing off. That'd be a pretty good series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have the Twins and Yankees playing in the next bracket. Okay. Then you have the uh, the new champions, uh, the Oakland A's against the previous champion, Houston Astros. Oh, God. That'll be an interesting series. And then you got the out of nowhere, White Sox against the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, I'm sorry, Cleveland Indians. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting, American League. National League, everybody saw this coming. The Dodgers, number one. They have the number one overall record in MLB, just stacked from top to bottom. Yeah. They'd be playing the Reds. Slam Diego, out of nowhere, will be the number four seed facing off against the Marlins. Uh, you have the Braves in St. Louis, although I wouldn't sleep on St. Louis. They just yeah, always seem to have that like playoff mojo where they just pop out of nowhere. They do. And then you got the Cubbies in Philly, so it remains to be seen how the rest of it shapes up, but we'll have the final standings next week. Yeah. Um, I believe yeah. there's only four or five spots left, and then that's when it all starts. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to be a – a fun playoff year, as it always is. Um, the MLB announced they're hopeful to have fans in the stands in the World Series. Yeah, I saw that. And they're going to the playoff bubble where uh, your team resides. Well, yeah. Watching from home. You know, uh, these Rangers suck, Joe. <laughs> uh, you know, we're going to take Lance Lynn and, and regroup this off season. Maybe it's something about the Dallas area that's just horrible, you know. <laughs> Well, the Mavericks did pretty good this year, you know. They, yeah, they made the playoffs and won two games against the Clippers, so they did pretty well. But... Kind of like the Cowboys, one or two games, and they're done. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, MLB is going to be fun. Uh, October's coming up, so, you know, be sure to tune into some of that amongst uh, this this NBA playoff season. Mm-hmm. A lot of loaded with sports um, this year. You know, college football has been going for a couple weeks. A lot of teams are starting to play this week. Um, I think Kelsey's Aggies are uh, playing this week. They're playing Vanderbilt, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll we'll see how they do. Uh, You know, they've got fourth-year quarterback Kellen Mund and, uh, you know, second-year coach – Jimbo, yeah, Jimbo Fisher. So we'll we'll see, but uh, they're still little brother to Texas. Yeah, they're always going to be little brother to Texas, and uh, you know, talking about these horns, Joe. Um, big game this week against Texas Tech. Um, you know, it's always a trap game for us against oh, yeah. these guys. Ever since the Crabtree game. Yeah, you know, there's always questionable tortillas being thrown onto the <laughs> field. Out in, uh, you know, Lubbock or Austin. But these guys, uh, you know, they've given us trouble the past few years. And uh, I'm really anxious to see um, how 
um, these guys performing a Big 12 matchup, you know. We saw him take down the Mighty Miners a few weeks ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're going we're gonna to see if they can step up to the big leagues here. We're going um, from number one in FCS to Big 12 play. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how they do. Uh, you know, will we'll quarterback Sam Ellinger really take that step? Um, into stardom, which we know he can do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, are they are they prepared to play this matchup? And uh, will the wide receivers step up for um, Texas? Um, because Sam needs guys that are going to have reliable hands. We don't have Devin Duvernay yep. in the slot. We don't have Colin Johnson outside. Um, Brennan Eagles did not play well against the Struggling. Miners. And, uh, you know, these guys really need to step up and show that they are worth being on the field because we have other guys on the bench. Um, you know, Malcolm Epps needs to be, a you know, a big, big time receiver for mm-hmm. UT. And, you know, we need to keep pounding the rock, um, you know, in the run game and, you know, hit up Corey Brewer on these 10 yards and in routes and, uh, you know, you know, use him in the red zone. He's a big target, um, you know, and uh, these, you know, the, the running backs are key. Will they be able to run the ball effectively? And uh, to the point where Sam Ellinger's not running it. For his know, life. Yeah, five times a series, you know. Yep. We can't have him getting hurt because if he gets hurt, the season's pretty much shot. Yep. You know, the, we've got good quarterbacks behind them, but they're too young to be able to win right now. And you don't want to burn a Yeah, shirt. we don't want to burn any red shirts on Hudson Card or um, the other couple guys that we have back there, um, Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to lose any eligibility on him because this is Sam Ellinger's last year. And, yep. you know, we've come accustomed to seeing him run the show. Uh, so he needs to step up and say, Hey, this is my senior year. Um, we haven't done anything yet. We've won a sugar bowl under my watch. We've won the Alamo bowl. Uh, we won the Texas Oak or the Texas bowl, but we haven't made it to the college football playoff. We haven't Mm -hmm. won a big 12 championship yet. Um, so it's now or never for Sam Ellinger and the, uh, Longhorns Joe. So, um, hopefully they can start off conference play with a big win against the, the Raiders. Yeah, well, I, I agree, and I know um, our OU fan, Maine's out there. Well, you know Maine's Eddie Payne. He, he's a, he he's a huge fan of the show. Um, we're going to have him on Red River Week. Okay. Um, he's going to call in Red River Week, and we're going to talk shit to him for an hour. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, rumors have it that uh, Lincoln Riley out there you know, quarterback whisperer, he may have a, his fourth Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, at, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're speaking. He, that kid is that good. They're speaking very high, um, highly of Spencer Rattler and, uh, you know, but he hasn't played Big 12 football yet, Joe. Um, he hasn't. I don't, I don't know. Even I'm becoming a, a believer, really. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. You know, he hasn't played Big 12 football, Joe. He hasn't played in the Red River. He doesn't know what it's like to, to, you know, take these blows from these Texas linemen. Um, 
you know, Joe, I, I, you know, I think the kid's good. They'll probably win the Red River. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, they'll win. They'll lose in the Big Twelve Championship oh, to San Ellinger. I agree. And, I think uh, whoever wins the first time loses the second time. Yeah, so you kind of want to lose the first matchup and then win the second one, really. Mm-hmm. Unless you somehow lose a trap game, then you just got to win them all. Yeah, I mean. Worst case scenario. They have to go, both teams have to go undefeated in Big 12 conference play. There's no excuse for them to lose any games yeah. other than to each other. Exactly. Um, Joe, the Big 10 is back in play. Uh you know, after they've seen a couple, you know, three successful weeks of college football, um, is it fair for them and uh, for the other teams who started on time for them to just jump back in and, you know, expect to uh, be able to play with everyone else? I think it's fair, but I don't think they should be ranked. They don't deserve that ranking as far as I'm concerned. They started three weeks late because of their, you know, their director's inability to just get it done and let them play. Um, I think just like anything else, they need to earn that ranking back. I don't care how good they are, how mm-hmm. bad they are, because we can sit up here and say, oh, well, the Big Ten is a powerhouse. Well, how do we know that Michigan's not going to suck or Ohio State took a step back? You yeah. Know? I, I just think you need to earn it. And much like baseball, have them catch up, extend that, extend their season those extra two, three weeks so that they have the same amount of wins mm-hmm. and games played. Yeah. Even if you have to throw FCS teams in there, you know, unfortunately you have to, your strength of schedule may or may not be weaker, but it is what it is. I don't think they should. They'll get their, I don't think they'll Ohio get their State. big time wins in big 12 con- or big 10 conference. Yeah. Play. Like I don't, I don't see how it's fair to have the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Texas, the A&Ms. And all in Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, that you just throw Ohio State in at number two. Yeah, I mean they've got to they've got to deserve that. That's not fair to the people that have been playing for three weeks already. You know they're coming in healthy. Yeah, so people have injuries already, and these guys are ranked number two, and they haven't played a single game yet. Um, uh, you know, to close it out here, Joe. Uh, we had the U.S. Open there uh, at Wingfoot last week, and uh, you know, big Bryson DeChambeau ended up winning the tournament last <laughs> week. The human protein shake, as we like to call him, or or Bryson DeSlambeau. Okay. Um, you know, home of the four hundred plus yard driver. Um, you know, going along with golf, Joe. Um, I think this is the last two raw for Tiger Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I know it sucks, and I hope I'm wrong, but I think he won't win another major, not even the Masters this year. Um, I think he'll be lucky to win a tournament. That is, if he plays more than a couple between majors. Um, This season for him was a joke. I mean, right? Like, the pandemic, sure, but, dude, you're going to play the Memorial and the PGA? And, um, you know, expect to win just, you know, only playing two tournaments in between your majors. I mean, I never said play every week, but, dude, two majors in, a, in the Memorial, that's not going to get it done. There's, that's not enough consistency of him being in a competitive atmosphere to where um, 
he feels ready to win these major championships. He missed the cut, um, you know, at the PGA um, championship, and he missed the cut at the U.S. Open, Joe, and he just barely made the cut at the Memorial. And, um, you know, at the Memorial, he played very bad down the stretch, Joe. Um, You know, I wouldn't be talking about any of this if he, you know, hadn't missed the cut or had been in contention at these majors, but, you know, it it just sucks as a Tiger fan, but I think he's done. That's enough for now on golf, but man, I'm I'm just that pissed off, Joe, that I had to go on a ramble about Woods and, uh, (laughs) you know, he's just... I think, you know, you got to put, you get in what you put in, you know, he's not, he's not putting in the time on the course, um, in these, these, in the tournament play and he can't expect to come in to these major championships and be able to win if he's not practicing being in that atmosphere. So, uh, you know, I, that's about all I got for this week, Joe, but, uh, be sure to tune into the first part of the episode with uh, Uncle Mark talking about his uh, nursing and fireman career. Um, we may we might actually split this into two episodes, but um, you know, be sure to tune in next week. We'll we'll have another guest on. Um, you know, maybe Cole King. Okay. Um, he's been you know asking to be on the show, um, and then you know I've been wanting to get my old high school coach. Uh, Christian Miller on the show. So one of those two will be our guest for next week. Um, Stay tuned for that. And um, as always, be sure to listen to the show on um, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. But be sure to tune in next week to hear the hottest topics in sports with me and Joe Martinez. This is 94 Feet and Beyond signing off.